Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOI app on Apple or Google Play. Feast of Trumpets already. Seems like just the other day we were celebrating Passover. Unbelievable. Trumpets is the holy day that ushers in the seventh month feast days. Trumpets and atonement, tabernacles and last great day. I'm, uh, I'm sure you've all heard messages on trumpets before. Uh, how it was used back in the day to call to services, to call to arms, to call as a warning. Uh, of course, that last trump we know when Yahshua returns, that's a very important trump. So I guess you would imagine that uh, it would be normal for the man that speaks on the day of trumpets to talk about trumpets. But as you well know, I'm not normal. I'm sure you're all going to hear messages on that. You've all heard them before. I'd like to talk to you today about something that's heavy on my mind. It has been for a while. And I'd like to share, share that with you. You've all heard of hellfire. Dante's Infernal. That red flame down below that burns day and night constantly, red hot. And then this guy down there in this red suit with horns, some picture him with a tail. He's got this fiery pitchfork and he's standing there in front of this great big giant barbecue grill. And he's got all these souls on there and he's flipping them back and forth. And he's listening to them moan, cry, and scream in pain. And not all of you were born in this faith. So I know that some of you came from the same place I did, from one of them churches out there, where they taught hellfire and damnation. Sunday morning, that preacher would get up there and his face would get reddened and veins would pop out. Watch out where you're going and what you're doing. Watch out what you're saying. Or you'll go down to the devil. Is that where the devil is? He's right up here. He's right up here. Why is it always down there? Every time they talk about the devil, they talk about down there. First chapter of the book of Job. Yahweh says to Satan, where you been? Oh, he said, I've been running up and down on the earth, going to and fro. Not down there. 
Fourth chapter of Matthew, Yahshua comes out of the desert after a 40-day fast. Who's the first one he runs into? The, de the devil. Hey, you must be hungry. Why don't you turn these rocks into bread? He wasn't down there. Sixth chapter, the book of Ephesians. It says, put on the whole armor of Yahweh that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness, against wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness. Do you remember that conversation that Yahshua had with Nicodemus in the third chapter of John? And he said, them that are born of the flesh are flesh, them that are born of the spirit is spirit. And the spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it comes from, and you don't know where it's going. All you know is when it's present, you can feel it. Over in the second chapter of Ephesians, we read, where in the past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. And it says, you work according to the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air. If I was to have to give my message today a title, I guess that's what I would call it. Prince of the power of the air. Why is that so significant today? What is in that air besides that prince of disobedience? Radio waves, television waves, social media waves, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, internet. Want to know how to build a bomb? Go on the internet. They'll teach you how to build a bomb. And they'll tell you where to go into the, to the hardware store and what to buy. Want to join a radical hate group? Go on the internet. They'll lead you directly to one. Tell you all about it. Even show you how you can sign up and become a member. Some have joined and then flown over to uh, the Middle East and uh, joined them and uh, learned a little bit about it and then come back here and start a little bit of trouble. You can learn all that on the internet. Why do we have such mur mass murders in this country anymore? Month after month, you see on the news where somebody goes in and you're not safe in 
assembly, in church, in the synagogue, in a movie, in the mall. Nowhere. Mass murders. That's because we got too many guns out there in the world. Blame it on the guns. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. I'm over 80 years old. I got my first gun when I was 15 years old. I carried a 357 Magnum on my hip for over 21 years. I got a permit to conceal carry when they very first come out. And you know, I still got my first person to shoot. People don't kill, or uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. I did a little experiment one day. I took my 357 lever action rifle and I loaded it with 10 rounds and I jacked one in the chamber and I set it in the corner of my house right next to the front door where I walk out. And I walked out of there at 7 a.m. And I came back at 6 p.m. 11 hours. There was not one dead person in my yard, on my porch, or in my house. And I looked over there in the corner, and the rifle was still there. And I checked it, and all ten rounds were still in it. You know, when I was mowing the school, way back when, we used to go into high school, a lot of the guys had pickup trucks. And in the back window of their pickup trucks, they had gun racks. And during hunting season, there was a gun on them. And you could pull into the high school parking lot and pull in right next to the principal as he pulled in. And he'd get out of his car and you'd get out of your truck and he would comment on your gun and you would take it down and you would look at it and you would talk about it. And and when you got done, he'd take you over to the trunk of his car and he'd open up the trunk of his car and he'd pull out his rifle and he'd show you his hunting gun and you would talk about it. You try that today. They'd call the city police, the uh, county sheriff, the state police, the Texas Ranger, the 5th Armored Division. They'd throw you in a hole so dark they have to pump sunlight to you. What's the difference between then and now? What happened? I think you could probably sum it up in one word. Hate. There's so much hate out in the world. The Democrats hate the Republicans. Catholics hate the Protestants. Jews hate the Muslims. Everybody hates. Who's in charge of that? Who do you think is in charge of that? You know, a lot of you young people, 
are seeing the world that is, as it is today. And you'll watch it progress from here on. But some of us that are older have seen it from yesterday, back in the 40s and the 50s. This book says that it's going to get so bad, so bad, that Yahweh's going to shut it all down. And if you'd have been with me in the 40s and the 50s, you'd watched it through the years and you would see the progression and how it got so bad. We never locked our house doors. In fact, we, you pull up in the driveway at home and shut the ignition off and leave the keys in the ignition, go in the house, go to bed. But things have changed. The world today has changed, and it's not changing for the good. And I worry about the young people, because that pull is so strong out there. And they make it look good. They sugarcoat it. But under that coating, it's not good. It's not good at all. I'm not telling you you got to get rid of your TVs and radios and computers and cell phones, although the cell phones are, I tell you what, I, I can't believe it. You're riding in a car, you see people on the cell phone. Walk up and down the grocery store aisles and there's people on the cell phone. Sitting in the doctor's office and people on the cell phone. I went into one of the bathrooms in Walmart the other day and there was a guy on the cell phone. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Things can go bad real fast. You know the man that invented dynamite? He invented it for good. He invented it so farmers would be able to blow tree stumps off of their land so they could cultivate and plant crops. What's man done with it today? He builds bombs. Man is his own worst enemy. But there is good news. You don't have to worry. As long as you remain in Yahweh's family, your father's going to watch over you. Does that mean that there's nothing ever bad going to happen? Well, of course not. Even Yahweh, when he was on this earth, he shed a tear. There's a man named Job. And Yahweh asked Satan one day, he said, have you seen my servant Job? Yahweh said, yeah. Or Satan said, yeah, I've seen him. But I can't get near him. You got a hedge around him so thick I can't get through there. You got him covered on all sides. Have you seen my servant Job? If Yahweh is that protective of his servant, how protective would he be of you, one of his children?
over in the book of Matthew in the seventh chapter. It says, what man is there among you who if his son would ask him for bread would give him a stone? Or if he asked him for a fish would give him a serpent? Then if you who are evil know how to give good things unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give you good things if you ask him? The key word there is father. In order to be able to call him father, you have to belong to his family. And if in order for you to be in his family, you're going to have to obey some house rules. House rule number one, keep your room clean. This room Keep this room clean. In order to keep that room clean, you got all the tools and everything you need right here in this owner's manual. Right now, more than ever, there's things going on on that world that it's no wonder Yahweh says be in the world but not of the world come out of her my children that you be not partakers of her plagues most of you are young and you're going to be around for a long time. That is, unless Yahweh decides to pull the plug. But you have families to provide for. You have families to raise up. To give you grandchildren. And life will go on day after day. Live each day to the fullest. Wake up every morning and look outside and say, thank you, Yahweh, for another day. We sing that song, this is a day that Yahweh has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You don't have to wait to be old as I am in order to, to, to appreciate each day. Watch your children grow up. Watch your children give you grandchildren. And your grandchildren give you great-grandchildren. That's where the joy of life is. What you see happening right in front of you. Yahweh has blessed me beyond what I deserve. I spent over 40 years with the love of my life and had five great kids. 
We had eight terrific grandchildren and now five great-grandchildren. He's blessed me with this wonderful assembly here, this nice building. All you people that are out there. Some of you are closer to me than family. You've welcomed me into your household. You've accepted me. You've welcomed me and loved me. There are some people in this assembly that I consider closer to me than blood relatives. I have some of them that won't even talk to me to this day. I can count on just about anybody here to do me a favor. I, I have in the past. Ask Jordan. Every time his phone rings and he sees my name, he probably wonders, I wonder what he needs now. He's come down to help me when I fall down or change a light bulb or... I love it down here. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I love the Texas winters. <laughs> See, I had to leave Missouri because I, I couldn't find a snow shovel anymore that fit me. I tried some different ones, but they just didn't fit my hands. And since I've been down here, I haven't had any, any snow to contend. We had some ice one day, but like I say, that don't bother me anyhow. I just called Jordan and he comes down and digs me out. But I've had others help me also. I've had to call Keith before and he's helped me. Roger Holmes has given me a hand with different things before. I had problems with my sink uh, here not too long ago. Reuben Wilson came out and helped me. And if I ever really needed something direly, I could call the Hodges residence or the Wilkes residence and I'd get instant help. My kids tell me that since I've moved to Texas, I've been spoiled. <laughs> I don't know why they would say that. But I really love it down here. And I love all the people down here. And in my twilight years, I have so much to be thankful for, to be able to share things with you and have you share things with me. And know that you're out there anytime I, anytime I need some help or anytime I just want to talk. I wish there was more I could do to make the world a better place, especially for the young people. So I feel bad for the young people because they have to put up with all this stuff. They have to go to school and they get mixed in the midst of this thing and it keeps going on and on and it gets worse and worse each day. 
but there's not much that I can do anymore. You have to be mindful yourself. You have to watch out for that world out there. You belong to the world in here. That world out there is crazy. They're coming out with a movie now where people hunt people for sport. I've heard of people getting shot in robberies, getting shot when they're in the army in wartime. But when you have the elite hunting the deplorables for sport, what kind of a sick generation does something like that? You have to guard yourself against that kind of stuff. You have to make sure that you don't let it pull you in. It's like a giant magnet. And that magnet is aimed at all of our young people. And if our young people need some help, we got to be there to help them. Because they're the ones that are going on the front lines now. The older folks know a little better. But those young ones, they're just, they're just getting into it now. They're the ones that need help. And it's us up to the older to help them, to be there for them, to tell them what's right and what's wrong. And always keep Yahweh and Yahshua in every thought and in every deed and every action. And remember, there isn't anything that they wouldn't do for you. And there isn't anything that they can't do. All you can do, do is ask. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and it will be given unto you. But you have to ask for it. And you have to be deserving. Follow. Follow the manual of life. Go with me before the throne of grace. Gracious Father in heaven, almighty Yahweh. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to come and sit before your family, before all your children, and to share these words with them. And pray that some of these words will strike home and help them in the future. Father, I ask that you continue to keep your hedge around this family, around this assembly. Be with each and every one of us as we call upon you, and we call upon you whenever we want because your son paid for the ticket that gets us into your throne room and allows us to get on our knees Right before you, we can go right to the top of the chain, and we thank him for that. Be with all the young people, Father. Give them the strength to be able to overcome the wiles of the devil that they get thrown at them every day as they're out in the world. Be with all our little children. Keep them safe. Let them grow up to be strong and healthy. Father Yahweh, be with all of us as we go into this feast days now that we'll have people that'll be traveling. 
give them travel blessings, get them here safe, keep them safe while they're here, safe while they go back home, and keep their belongings at home safe while they're here. Thank you, Yahweh, for all that you do for us. There's so many blessings that we have that we can't recall them all. And it seems like we always forget to say thank you. We're right there to say, please, I need, please help me. But we forget about all the things that you have done for us that we need to say thank you for. Because you've been there for us when we've been in need. And you've helped us out of that hole many times. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you for all things. Thank you for your son, Yahshua, our beloved Savior. For without him, we wouldn't even have the right to approach you. But he died to give us that right. And I ask these prayers in Yahshua's blessed name. Hallelujah. Thank you for your time. Thank you.